0: Owning a small business can be overwhelming. How can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. There's so many places to reach customers. Email, text messages, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, live events. The list goes on. How are you, as the business owner, expected to own all of those channels? That's where Constant Contact comes in to help. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. I use this to grow my email list, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at constantcontact.com. Just go to constantcontact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 7654321. Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up guys, Hey, this is Miami Media Stafford. Hey, this is Drunk Canada. This is Asia
1: Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation. Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. I'm Steve Schwartzman, flanked by Freeport, Florida's own Logan Jones. How are you, Logan? Yes,
0: yes. Yes, I'm uh, i I'm like a fraction of the way to being scuba certified uh, these days. So Look at you, hey, you've you been doing, scu-
1: you doing scuba classes in?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've got oh. uh, I've got an in law with equipment, and I'm down here in Florida enjoying some summer sun before retreating back to my cave in Utah for my skin to recover. So <laughs> I <laughs> loved. Uh,
1: doing scuba like certain stuff i did it here in utah actually surprisingly not even in california it's awesome but it's great it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and you get and you get to do it and then go do it in the ocean which i've done scuba in california since being certified but like it's a lot of fun and you're probably a better swimmer than i am so you probably have even more fun. I, than I do.
0: i'm almost certainly not <laughs>
1: <laughs> the weirdest thing I, I don't know if did you have the experience of like the weird, the hardest thing to do when you start is actually allowing yourself to breathe,
0: because yeah, your, um,
1: your brain is like you're underwater, you can't breathe. This, yeah, this is such breathe. a this is
0: such a weird tangent. But the first time I went under with the like the respirator, um, I wasn't wearing goggles, so I didn't have my nose covered, Ooh. and so I was I was like okay, out stranger. through the mouth, in through the mouth, and I did it correctly once or twice, and then I just inhaled a whole lung full of water through my nose, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not it. That's yeah. not it. <laughs> it's one of the
1: few cases where mouth breathing is okay. So you got to take advantage where you can. But um, we've got some uh, incoming news at the time that we record this. So and and some other interesting tidbits for the league to hit. But Logan, if you don't mind, before we jump into that, you want to head over to the plug desk here at the fancy WNBA Nation studios. Let everyone know where they can find us and and what pots we got stirring.
0: Well I'll start off with your, your cheat sheet. If you go to WNBNation.com, you can find all of the other plugs there. You can find the store link. I think we've got the Twitch stream link. Um, I know we, we've at some I, I'm assuming we have our socials link, so that's at mm-hmm. WNBNation pod if you want to follow on Twitter. Um, all of our content if you're if you're listening to the pod and you've been listening for a while, I'm sure you've already figured out how to subscribe on whatever podcast. Platform you use, but if you want to be a part of the conversation, you want to jump in the Twitch stream and ask questions, as we're doing today. If you want to support some fancy merch that Jason and Steve have uh, have been working on, um, I still need to put in my order um, so that I don't show up on stream every day with my band concert T shirts. I need to I need to be more brand conscious when we're on stream. But <laughs> those are the places you can find all of us. Um, in Absolutely. particular, make sure make sure you're following us on Twitter because we will be tweeting out. Um, the times of our recordings and our watch parties. We've been doing weekly watch parties via playback, which has been freaking awesome. Um, You get to be even more a part of the conversation there. You can join us kind of on a virtual stage and I I know the the one of those that I've been able to be a part of personally, super fun to get to know you guys kind of on a a more personal level and have you guys ask us questions directly while we're watching the game. So um, I don't know if we have one planned in the near future, but I'm, I'm sure within the next week we will have another And we will let you know via Twitter when that's going to be.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, we are. Um, Walla, 15, welcome to the chat, to the stream. But yes, you can, of course, find the show anywhere that your pods can be found. And uh, we're live here on Twitch for most all of our recordings. And... We love our Twitch fam. If you haven't had a chance to jump on, definitely stay connected on Twitter. A lot of good stuff happening. Uh WMANation.com is your overall hub. Ahead. Definitely take some time onto the blog. We are every now and again dropping some written material here and there. Most first and foremost is our weekly power rankings. Uh we from our host material and also our W Power Index, which is, you know, our smart bot uh resident. I always think of it as a robot. That's me. Uh, We call it Whoopi. And um, surprisingly, sometimes Whoopi is a a real ringer when it comes to predictions. So it's fun. But, of course, that's uh, rudimentary at best. So we'll see how that goes. But it's good fun. Um, Let's jump right into it. I mean, as we record this, the news that's uh, probably everyone's more than not Uh, reacting to is of course Sue bird, who has made it at least social media official, um, tweeting out just about three hours ago, as we record this episode from Sue's Twitter account, and I'm assuming other accounts, uh, saying quote, I've decided this will be my final year. I've loved every single minute and still do. So I'm going to play my last year, just like this little girl played her first hashtag, the final year. She also tagged the Seattle storm, shared a photo of, um, last year's uh, now famous, I, I think very memorable interview, post-game interview with with Dana Taurasi and Holly Rowe after Seattle's bone from the playoffs, and then just another of those fantastic shots of her as a member of the Liberty Bells in her <laughs> old school days, uh, even pre-high school. So, um, Obviously, Logan, this is something that's been anticipated for quite some time. I mean, since that interview even and just determining, you know, seeing Sue dropping in and how this, you know, the general discussion in scuttlebutt, um, the, it felt like this was going to be the case, but we hadn't heard it in, in ink. Um, and I guess we technically still haven't cause I guess it's not ink on Twitter, but we, we do have it in written word in one way or another. Um, so I guess what what's your immediate reaction now that we have it from sue herself what this is what's happening what this means um, yeah we can officially say we're we're on the retirement tour with Sue we should still be with Sylvia Fowles, which is which really sucks um but but now that we know this with with Sue, what was your immediate reaction to seeing this
0: yeah, coming into this season, I think this wasn't necessarily a shock to anyone um but I still had kind of a reaction to it, which was. We kind of knew coming into this year, the Storm, we're going to try to run it back with their big three one more time. And then Sue was probably going to retire. Bree Stewart is on a one-year contract. She's going to hit the open market. Um, Jewel Lloyd might become the face of that team, or she might be on the move, and a complete rebuild might be happening. And I didn't really let myself think about those things this year because I thought, like, well, it might be Sue's last year, but, like, let's enjoy, let's enjoy it. Now that it's official, not that you can enjoy it, especially if you're a Seattle fan, you should absolutely – this is – the Seattle lifer. She's going to get a statue. They should name the place after her. She built the house. Like, mm-hmm. There's nothing more that Sue Bird can do than she's already done in that, in that building. But um, it is kind of time to start thinking about the future of that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, because now that that's for sure, um, I'm sure they're going to at least make an offer for Bree Stewart. I don't think they're just going to let her walk out the door. But the fact is... Like they've, they've got Jewel for one more year and kind of nothing else solidly in their plans in the future. Um, mm-hmm. and it does kind of feel like I, I, not the end of an era because they've had a couple different eras in the last 20 years and they've had success in all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they are one of those franchises that you just always expect to see competing even with different generations of players on the team, but they've just never had a team without Sue Bird. Um, yes, that's. That's just what it comes down to. So the, the Sue Birdless future is going to be new ground for the Seattle storm. And I think that's the the mental shift from let's enjoy this last season to like, geez, what are the storm going to look like this time next year is kind of yeah. underway this week.
1: Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, my, my feelings are pretty likely. I mean, obviously where it stands for the storm, but uh, there is definitely something knowing this is finally happening, to seeing that decision made. I'll say this really quick on Sue's front. I, I love the simplicity of the announcement. This wasn't a Players' Tribune article. This wasn't like a well-thought-out, a heavily-designed graphic, letter, or video. And maybe those will come. And I'm sure lots of other places will produce those as well, and they'll be fantastic. But it just felt like a very super way of doing things. Just saying, you know what? Here's... A photo of me you're going to remember. Here's an awesome photo of me as a kid. Uh, and just letting you guys know that this is it. You know, it kind of reminded me of... I remember when Shaquille O'Neal announced his retirement. He did it on Tout, which doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, but he literally gets gets on this video app for like 10 seconds. which says, hey, I'm literally about to announce my retirement. Thanks. Boom. And <laughs> and like that was the whole thing. And that's not a dog against anyone else who's done something on a higher scale, but it just felt on brand. And it, it was kind of a, a, a sweet moment to take that in. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who talk about, you know, the difficulty here, especially where it depends on where Seattle sits at the playoff run. But now you're going to see the, you know, people saying like, Oh, now we might have to deal with the frustration of the retirement circus and the tour. And, Everyone's got to have, you know, there's going to be the videos and the ceremonies and the gifts and then there's this whole thing. And I know whenever there's a retiring player, that happens and people tend to have issues with it. I can't wait for this one um, because Sue is very endemic to the Seattle Storm, but she has so much been probably, uh, I mean, in terms of tenure, but has just been one of the most important faces of this league by far. And one of the most important influences in the world of women's sports for so long. So, uh, I hope everyone stops time to give her interesting yeah. stuff. I'm intrigued to see what that turns into. It's always fun with those tours. What cities like, they always have to have like a weird gift or something. Um, you know, I remember hearing of some players in their retirement years getting like rocking chairs from teams and stuff. So it'll be yeah, I cool feel all like Phoenix, panther,
0: Phoenix is going to have something up their sleeve. Yeah. Uh, because they, they just have always had this very good-spirited rivalry with, with mm-hmm. Sue Bird and Seattle Storm. There's, um,
1: yeah. I, I have really kind of two discussion thoughts as we, we lean into uh, what's going to be the final run with Sue. Uh, two questions that I have for you, I, and obviously if you want to add anything, go for it. I'll go to the first one, which is probably... Well, this isn't even a question. This is more just a comment. I'm sure everyone did exactly what I did. And had known since the start of the season when the schedule was announced, which is you, you immediately jump over to Seattle Storm schedule and look at final games. And, of course, the way it's sitting right now, Sue's last game in Seattle is Sunday, August 7th, uh, versus Vegas. But then they have, Seattle would have three road games. Um, and then, of course, Seattle very well could end up in the playoff race, so this could be moot anyway. I guess my question on your end, especially... Because the way this fits right now, the last home game is versus Vegas. The final home game, exactly seven days later, is in Las Vegas. So it's the same opponent. If you are the Storm, are you finding a way to leverage switching (laughs) that up? Or are you thinking, we're thinking this team Um, falls in the top eight, so the the last game will probably be in the playoffs anyway? Because it seems odd Uh. if you are trying to do a classic send-off night, even though there might be some playoffs that you'll have this big emotional night and then
0: here's three more games. If I'm a fan or if I'm Kathy Engelbert or if I'm someone in the league office messing with schedules at the beginning of the season, yeah, 100% I'd do that. If I'm the Storm or I'm Sue Bird, I know that they're going to be professionals about it and be like it's not about one player and like, you know, I'm I'm sure Sue wouldn't want things to be maneuvered around her retirement party because that's just the type of person she is. But the fact is, and I'm going to expand this to include a Sylvia Fowles mention here as well. We're, we're like, we're excited about this rookie class and the next two years of rookie classes kind of like surging into the spotlight and, and taking the WNBA into kind of a future that is unknown right now in terms of talent. Um, but that does mean we're losing some foundational pieces of the league. And that's not just like Hall of Famers and people who've won championships. I mean foundational piece. Like this is, Bob Cousy, Jerry West, Wilt territory. Like this is, this is like the, the players that constructed the future of the WNBA and kept it afloat long enough for girls to see women be successful in professional basketball and to stay in sports when they're youths and to grow up and play in college. Like we're, we're finally getting that influx of talent into the WNBA, yeah. like right now. Um, and this, so like there, there will be great players in the future. There will be players who win lots of championships and redefine the game and bring new athleticism to the game. There will not be another Sue Bird, and there will not be another Sylvia Fowles.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we're – it's interesting to see two staples of two of the most successful franchises in league history, right? Two four-time champion teams that are losing large staples, and that's on top of the fact that Minnesota has done that with an onslaught of other great players. You know, they just had a chance to honor Simone and Rebecca Brunson. Technically, um, the Maya Moore scenario is still technically up in the air. You know, there, there may still be time yet to see her back on the court, but maybe not. And whatever that happens is okay. Um, you know, it's her decision, but, it's for this with Sylvia, that's very much a changing of the guard. So it's intriguing to me that, like, the penultimate games for Seattle-Minnesota are against each other, which is fun. Um, in fact, Minnesota is in the same scenario they are. They have a game at Connecticut to end their year. Good reason to believe Minnesota is not going to be a playoff team. So if anyone has <laughs> to say, uh, maybe we should make that an at-home thing as No, no faith? Um. I, I, <laughs> uh, and and how about a morsel of faith, mustard seed sized faith? Um, you know, because weirder, you know, weirder sh- happened. I'll tell you that much. And um, it, 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 you know, we all have our conspiracy theories about the the links, especially given uh, UConn's most popular current player and where they're from, and when they'll be entering the draft, and how that plays a role. But. Uh, if at any point Cheryl Reeve just says you don't screw it, let's actually win basketball games. I wouldn't be you know you can't count that out technically until it's mathematically I, impossible.
0: But ob- obviously, Minnesota. Yeah, obviously Minnesota wanted to have a good year for a, a Sylvia Fowles send off. But I think with her looking at kind of an indefinite knee cartilage injury, it becomes a lot more tempting to be like, I don't think this is like what would they get out of salvaging this season? You know we're... I don't think we're going to turn this into a whole Minnesota episode, but the, the risk reward for Minnesota right now does not incentivize them to try to turn things around. I, I would tend to agree there. Um,
1: my last related question in reacting to the super news is very, uh, is different in its own sense. I don't know what's been happening behind the scenes with Seattle, or if they have anyone who's been documenting up to this point in the season behind the scenes. With pro sports teams, that tends to happen anyway a lot of the time. There always seems to be some kind of film crew. My question, Logan, and I'm going to limit this to two players. I'm sure there are more options. Obviously, uh, you know, two years ago, the big story was the whole Last Dance thing with Michael Jordan in his last uh, Bulls season. It wasn't his last season. Funny how they just used that documentary to forget about the Wizards, but... um, I've thought a lot about, and also with the recent release of the uh, 30 for 30 Dream On, covering the women's 96 Olympic team, which is fantastic. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, Logan, you should as soon as possible. It's wonderful. It's available up on ESPN Plus, I believe, at this point. Um, Wonderful documentary. But um, I think there's two options right out the shoot right now that you could say... Uh, warrant the high potential of that type of a documentation of let's see someone in their last year and, and tell this story. Um, and Sue's one. And the other one is her best friend in Phoenix. My question (laughs) to you, Logan, is like, if, if with Sue making her announcement now, do you, do you shotgun that film crew now? Or do you, do you, Think like is basically with with Sue bird, making this as is she the most deserving of that type of a uh, send off.
0: Um, let's do the.
1: I know, think the so. Bird, I mean,
0: the last flight. I, I know. I know people really enjoyed um, Last Dance and that long form, really yeah. detailed documentary style. I mean, we love that here on this show. That's why Steve has dug into W history a couple different times. Um, some of our favorite now, forms of sports content are, are that. If level I could interrupt
1: with a quick disclaimer. Ironically, yeah. I'm one of those few hands that really didn't like the last hand, <laughs> but it's because
0: I, I should mention that there are um, two very
1: separate types of documentaries that you could do. There, one was to chronicle someone's career, one was to chronicle that season, and they tried to trick you into doing both, and I didn't love that. Like what they did with 144. Is 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 more endemic to what I think they could do, which is yeah. let's well and let's just and chronicle the
0: story. At some point, we will discuss how um, Hoop Dreams and Jordan rides the bus are both far superior to anything that Last Dance did. Yeah, great. If,
1: be- if you if, if you are looking, uh, if anyone to me talks about oh that great MJ documentary, it's, it's Jordan rides the bus. Anyway, no, I, I think <laughs> that's what I was asking is kind of like, uh, I guess it just it, it almost just becomes another natural Sue
0: versus Diana discussion, but. Yeah, do, do I want a multi-episode breakdown of Sue's career? Sure. I think it would be cool. That's is true. it, I think it's probably a better angle to show how Sue and Diana Tarazzi's careers have kind of paralleled each other. Um, obviously they've met several times. They were teammates once. They've been teammates on Team USA since. Like they, I think that's a more interesting angle to take yeah. on it is the fact that they are friends and have competed and been lifers on their respective teams for almost, so long. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I see where you're going with this. I almost wonder with with Diana, it's tough because for all we know, she's going to play 12 more years. That's
0: um, you can't send a film crew to Phoenix because it requires her to have a final season. She and- literally has to book it. Yeah, if it's within the next two seasons, like if if, if
1: like next year we happen to hear an announcement that this will be a last year or maybe the year afterward. No, I <laughs> you playing, you tell me. If they're in close enough proximity. You could easily sort of make it this dual ended story of both these players. Um, yeah. And, and this very much cemented era of the game calling it, you know, you, you kind of, I kind of wish in a way that that fir- now that after watching dream on that first, uh, Real generation of WNBA players. You almost kind of wish you had something like that that heavily chronicled it, where you got to really see the, especially with the, the Comets coming to a close. And then you look at obviously the Leslie Lobo era, you know, all of those players, um, winding down. It's always, you can always kind of feel that there's that new gen rising up while these guys are, are closing the book and, that's how that's feeling amongst at least those two players. And I am sure a lot of WNBA fans have many a take on other players that would also sure. be heavily deserving when Candace yeah, decides I, to call it whenever that is. I'm sure that's gonna come I, up. I, I can
0: hear I can already hear listeners. Catching like,
1: <laughs> I'll say first and foremost, catchings should have, definitely. That's that's the one name that I yeah. got. Like if there's anyone who should have really had one, I wish catch would have had that chance.
0: I think, but. I think the more interesting angle isn't necessarily this is what she accomplished in her career in 20 years in Seattle, but more like she spent every minute that Seattle has existed as a franchise in that locker room and on that floor. And look at how the league has changed in those 20 years. I think that's a more interesting, Mm -hmm. like less individual player focused and more like Sue Bird and Diana Trazzi and tons of other legendary players have overseen kind of a seismic shift in the league since 2000. And that's, that's what interests me as someone who kind of got into the league in like 2015, 2016 is, you know, these players who were kind of the old guard when we started really following it are now finally wrapping up careers. And we're looking back and seeing like, this goes way further back than, you know, our podcast experience. This is like, this is the whole league's history right now. Mm-hmm. Kind of coming to, coming to a new chapter.
1: My other question, and this almost is a piece of evidence toward that endemic of her career paralleling this growth of the league and where it is now. Obviously many and all of, you know, most all of the, the greats who have come through the league have had the opportunity to enter the hall of fame, you know, the formal basketball hall of fame in Springfield. Um, there's many other basketball halls of fame as well that are very prestigious. Uh, that said, you know, I don't believe, and, and some can easily correct me on this, um, I don't believe we've been able to be in a position where a women's player or WNBA player who enters the Hall has been able to kind of be the, almost the keynote inductee, if that makes sense. You know, yeah, I mean, there's like kind easy. of the mainstay inductee, and there's always been one to two women's inductees who are heavily deserving. Um, just looking at the lay of things, first of all, the discussion of is who a first ballot Hall of Famer is silly, because that's not even a question. Um, but... Could Sue's Hall of Fame induction and still very much will probably be a part of that as well. I think there's heavy potential to to have those both names. But is is Sue at, in the high potential to be that like first time we're yeah, I never, see player? i never the, really thought about that. The mainstay right, name. Who, and, and it's not to say that 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 keynote or that main player is more of the Hall of Famer than the others. No. It's just that tends to naturally happen when you find out who's entering any hall of fame, like there's kind of always one to yeah, two. Sometimes that. there's a couple faces, but often it's, there's usually one. And, you know, there was that run where like Jordan and John Stockton went
0: in at the same time. And then like, I think it was like Kobe year, like the Kobe and Kevin Garnett. And yeah, uh, now I'm missing the yeah. third player. Uh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, yeah. And, like and Tamika, are, uh, catching yeah, any, in the same any like it, like if, if any one of those players was in a different year, they kind of defined the class, but it was kind yeah. of the Kobe year because um, it was Kobe.
1: Yeah, and, and so it's kind of – there's a lot of circumstances that make those decisions, but I go at – maybe I'm thinking about, you know, it's very much going to be tied with who and other elements of basketball because it's not just – the two main sports leagues, you know, it's across all different levels of basketball. So, you know, who else would be putting a close on their career that might stand out? So when I look at it that way, I think uh, that makes a lot of sense. And then honestly, I think that could be the set off of a handful of years where that starts to happen. And maybe there's a couple previous to that in the next couple of years that might happen that I haven't thought about, but I, you know, that's actually been an intriguing case to me of, that in itself could end up being a really strong additional like new plateau growth point for the league is yeah, yeah. that little tiny extra of pedestal that we're going to be able to put some women's players on and be able to i was say, just thinking
0: even even people who kind of ignore women's basketball ignore like the not i'm not talking about like the trolls that actively go out of their way to be ignorant but like just just people who may not pay attention to it I think if you see Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi getting into the Hall of Fame and in their credentials seeing like five Olympic gold medals, no matter how much you know about their careers, you start doing the math and you're like, five gold medals, like four four championships, however many all-star appearances, five gold medals. Like you, you start yeah. realizing like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> that, that makes, makes sense. It, yeah.
1: No, yeah. I mean, when you look at the. Uh, it's interesting because Sue's career compared to some others, if you're doing that, I know we just did that big goat thing last season. Um, where weirdly Sue's is lacking is like individual awards, which is random. Um, which well, she always, she always being the all time leader in assists, that's almost not <laughs> shocking. <laughs> um, because I think that's she, very she much...
0: From, she suffered from being a point guard on a team with a forward that won MVP like a bunch of times. So Yeah.
1: It's just, yeah, and it's one of those class cases of um, she knows how to make great players best players in the league. Um, she did the Lauren Jackson. She's, she's a big part of that with Stewie um, who are both all-timers in their own right, but being able to be paired with a legend like Sue very much makes that happen. You've already called out some accolades, um, but is there like is there a Seattle for the Seattle area? Is there a Seattle-based super accolade or award or like honorization? That's that's too much. I mean, at this point, no, you're, going, I, you're going Jersey. You're going statue. You're going like uh, yeah. Name you a street. To, I mean, name
0: a court. I, like, I would. Yeah. I would say almost no one has to get a statue, but in Seattle. Ken Griffey Jr. and Sue Bird. Like, those are your... I I wouldn't even count Russell Wilson in that category necessarily. And he's brought this city. It's only Super Bowl. Like, Mm -hmm. that, those are your representatives. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. And Gary... Maybe Gary Payton. Maybe Gary Payton. Your point... Sorry. Really quick. Your point
1: on... uh, Russell Wilson's really good. It's just funny the way that you said that. And, like, Nick Foles has a statue in Philadelphia. Good. Yeah. No, and it's good. It's just funny how, like context plays a role with all those things yeah. but like yeah. no but it's, you it's, know like seattle then. could do like a legion of boomy-esque thing but like at the same time if you're gonna go like the, the defining of seattle sports if you were to pick two sue and griffey are kind of like i like your call it on gary payton i think it's close but those are those are very strong names uh to yes, stand soon.
0: with the thing about Sue is, and this isn't necessarily a requirement to be a great player or to get to the Hall of Fame or anything like that, but it is a requirement to be kind of uh, a legend in the city that you play for a long, long time. It's that she fully embraced everything about Seattle. You see her raising the 12th man flag at football games in her denim jacket, and you see her walking around Pike's place, and you, like she's she's present in the city. It's not... She's never been someone who's played in Seattle, but has sought out the, like, the Hollywood movie lifestyle. Like, he, she's, that's, she's in yeah. the, the city, she's around, like, Sounders game, like, she's, she's, she she loves it there. And I, I think as a fan of a team like that, like, mm-hmm. that sort of endears you to a player more than anything else. Is like, hey, like, like she's an elite level athlete. We have very little in common, but something we do have in common is we care about Seattle. Like, (laughs) I think that matters because you don't find that with a lot of athletes and it's not a requirement, but it's, it's, it's one of those extras that makes you kind of fall in love with a player. It's that all of my favorite athletes in across every sport have been athletes that meant a lot to the city as well as the team.
1: Yep, exactly. And I think it's, She's become so endemic to the Seattle area. One, I have heard people or seen people on Twitter even like mention like she gets like the hometown girl response. As if people think she was born and raised in the she's that much endemic, like she's very much become in her sense of style, in her sense of attitude. In how she carries herself, she has that—I'd almost call it Rocky Balboa-esque relationship with Seattle. <laughs> like S- Sylvester Stallone's told stories where, like, I could walk. He's like, I walk around Philadelphia now, and people literally talk to me like people in the movie talk to Rocky. Like, walk up to me, like, "Hey, Rock, hey, we want to come over here." Like, and it's like she's got that kind of thing where everyone will talk to her as if they know her, if she if she's in that area, and also to that level, she's so endemic to Seattle now and to that area, 99 out of 100 people could not tell you where she's from. (laughs) She's so a part of that that, like... Yeah. You know, whenever a player is in a free agency trade, whatever, like those types of discussions, or, like, if it's, oh, where should she end her career, you always have that hometown discussion. And I don't think anyone would be able to say, like, oh, well, where would that be? Because, like, where's she from? And usually, nowadays, where everyone seems to have a a little handle on where every player's from because that narrative always pops its way up. That's always intriguing to me. And so that's why, like, the statue level, that extra level, always, to me, it has to kind of go a step beyond just they were a great player who did a lot of great things. It's also more... Putting up something like that is saying, like, this is a monument to the city. So it's very much a part of... That, for instance, is why... You think it
0: means... Like you're not just a representative of the franchise, yeah. but you are like, like, I don't know. Maybe this is getting overly romantic about it, but like when you walk by a statue and a kid is like, "Who is this?" It's like, let me tell you the story of Super. Like, <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's not just oh, she won a bunch of championships, so they they had to put up a statue.
1: Yeah, like, it's it's, it's uh, the fact that when you walk in through the South Carolina campus, you walk by Asia Wilson and. And it's more than just Asia Wilson was a great player. Like she is a legendary icon for the university of South Carolina. She is as much a part of the legacy of that entire university as she is the basketball team. And that's kind of, when you talk Seattle greatness, that's the standing of it. So that to me stands out immediately. I think there are, a and I'm a fan of LA teams. And if you ever walk around Staples Center and yeah, I still call it Staples Center, far too many statues in that arena. There's just way, <laughs> like, there's just too many of an abundance. They needed, they needed to just do like a classic, like walk of fame type of thing. But there's just, it feels like way too many people are getting statues. And, um, in an area like Seattle, especially where they have that new area. Now I love it outside of their new arena, but even if. You do it and I'm trying to remember uh, proximity wise like it's just I just I think it makes sense, but for her it's kind of like name the street after her name that like, there's almost nothing that feels like it would be she, approach.
0: i I don't know what the equivalent is of raising the flag at a basketball game um, but she Seattle will get the Sonics back in the next five years and I would bet anything she will be involved in the festivities of that first home game because yeah. it's like basketball's been in Seattle and we're excited to get the Sonics back. But like, like, like I'll we, put it, I'll put it this we, way. This, one, this whole time.
1: If, if Seattle, if the city of Seattle ever won a bid for the Olympics, is there a question? Who else lights the cauldron? Like the end of the torch relay? <laughs> is there a question? Five time gold medalist. Now there may be a big time Olympian who's won a million medals in a different sport that I don't realize is from Seattle. I was gonna say Michael Phelps, but he's from the Boston area. But like it's that idea of it's not even a question. Um we surprisingly went longer on Sue discussion than I even anticipated we would. We had other stuff we could have had I think. Of, there's a lot to say. It. There's a lot. It a lot. And um this is gonna be fun. I'm not gonna lie, when it's said and done. There will probably be tears. So it was a very endemic part of our journey of this podcast yes. when we started our whole journey, because a part of it was getting to go watch her play and, uh, that will forever. I don't know. It'll
0: forever be warm in my mind. Any, um, anytime we say on this podcast, like we need to give so-and-so their flowers. I think about the time we actually giving. literally gave Sue bird or flowers.
1: Yeah. Um, Which, if we make it to the end of uh, the season game this year, which we've talked about, um, we're not going to do that again, because that that was almost embarrassing. Um, But in its own way, this is just, I think everyone, that's the type of individual that everyone can speak to the impact that she's had. So it's uh, weirdly relieving to see that that news is official, and we're kind of able to reason with that. And and. Sense uh, uh, someone off the way that they should, which is why, on top of that, I really hope that we're able to get at least an amount of games left out of Celia fouls toward the end of the season, even if they're low minutes, just so we get a chance to give her the send off she deserves as well. Um, we're very much in a transition turning point for the league's history where we're going to start to see a lot of these doors close and a lot of new doors open. And, you know, people deserve their flowers, as you said. So, that will come as it comes. I mean, that's really the mainstay thing. We've, I talked a little bit about the documentary, but if you haven't had a chance to check out dream on, please do fantastic stuff. Um, anything else? Quick hits you wanted to jump on Logan for call today.
0: No, we've got a big weekend coming up. Um, so if you haven't been keeping up with the standings and the goings on, uh, keep an eye on the Sunday slate. There's going to be games all day. The W finally gave us a, a day of like five or six games where they will stagger the start time. So Anytime you jump online on some channel, there's going to be WNBA action going on. Um, we will obviously be coming back with more episodes next week to recap all of that action and more. Um, there, there's yeah. some interesting stuff. There's some, I mean, we're in the heart of the season right now. There's, you know, the standings are kind of solidifying into different tiers, but there's still a lot of vying for playoff positioning and mm-hmm. teams cooling and teams heating up. And I'm very interested in all that. Um, yes. So, we will be touching on more team-specific stuff in the future if if you're worried because you're a Liberty fan or you're a Sun fan and you're like, talk about how my team is doing things. like We, we will get there. We will get there. Um, Mystics fans, I hear you. I spent a very large amount of time on my last
1: stream specifically talking about the Liberty. You brought up the Mystics. Um, I may want to dedicate an hour soon just to what Shakira Austin's been doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about, the mix of things. I mean, right now you kind of feel like you have what looks to be a top tier of two teams, but it's almost becoming one team. And then Chicago really wants to enter that discussion. And then, I like, you look at the trends between the Liberty and the Sparks and the Mercury, and it's just like there's this high-level soap opera drama from the 7 to 10 <laughs> spots right now um oh, it's, six, it's six, exactly seven.
0: what I want every year which is yeah. some great teams and some good teams and some teams that are overperforming and some teams that are underperforming it's perfect
1: <laughs> yeah it's I perfect. mean it's it sets up for a lot of great stories and it's gonna set up for what I anticipate to be a very wild off season uh which is what we're on the the hewn toward but yeah I mean that's really the the lay of things um we might uh, be putting together a stream in the next couple weeks, potentially to do some quick updates for the NWSL. We'll see how that goes. Uh, if not a stream, maybe a quick episode. We might even just get some quick updates from Mike because there have some, been some interesting updates. Tobin Heath uh, just had her rights traded over to OL Rain, and it's looking like that may potentially actually happen. We may see her back on NWSL soil. Of course, Kristen Press um, out with an injury for the rest of the year, which really stinks for um, Angel City uh, so lots of developments as far as that's headed so the world of women's sports is very much alive and well big time news we'll have a lot to cover as this continues on and of course we're hitting the midpoint of the season Um, we're still um, am I gonna lie when I say we're still an all-star voting range? Or is voting ended I believe we could. we're still voting uh, for all-stars which you can still do but we'll be coming to those announcements soon all-star weekend till June 20th so you have time if you haven't put it in your route yet four days as we record this. Uh, so lots to be excited about. But until all of that, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of WNBA Nation. I'm Steve Schwartzman. I'm Logan Jones. We got you, Nick Twine.